All right, we're back with another episode of the EVT SDSU Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Freund. I'm joined by my other host in... Evan Anderson. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, Evan. How are we doing today? How are you feeling? Oh, pretty good. There's so much content that, at least personally, I'm in the midst of writing right now. So I, I'm like a little kid in the candy shop. A bunch of stuff. I'm so excited for it all. <laughs> I mean, SDSU, especially concerned their baseball team, they've been like, it's like, been like Santa Claus just giving us nothing but presents, nothing but gifts. Oh, come on. You got Padre spring training right now, which is something else that you and I dive into. You oh, have so March Madness seconds away, it feels like at this point. And then SDSU baseball is ranked 23 by, I forget the exact source, but. 23 that are ranked. They're up there. Hey, 23. That's still pretty good. That's still better be than a lot of other teams. Care. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So why don't we get started with the uh, previous game that SDS2 played concerning the basketball squad and a game some people were saying shouldn't have even been played in the first place, especially because I know the women's team didn't want to play their last game. And Mountain West said, okay, you don't have to play that game. But on the men's side, they said, no, you have to play that game anyway, UNLV. Game San Diego State didn't exactly want to play in because, you know, they have guys who are hurt, guys who are limping around. So you don't really want to play a basketball game when you're injured. But the Mountain West made them play anyway. And the San Diego State Aztecs, of course, took care of business against UNLV. Evan, your thoughts on this performance? Well, they won, and that's all that matters. <laughs> um, their, their rankings for net or going into the March Madness tournament, it wasn't going to change anything, so they just need to win. And this was the SCSU team that we all know and love. Not many surprises. Matt Mitchell puts up 19 points. Shackle puts up 16. Mensa, I guess, a, a little bit of a surprise. He put up 14, but he was doing that earlier in the season, so we know – he had it in him. Um, Holium deflated a little bit, not the score he is, but I really want to talk about Mensa. That, that's the one player who I think was the most important player of this game. And six rebound, no, six free throws, sorry. And six rebounds, yes. And then 14 points. He had a block. Um, he had a highlight dunk also. To me, this was a, hey, guys, I'm back and I'm ready for March Madness. He was never really injured. He went through some of those altitude sickness issues when um, at Utah State and at Air Force, I think. And he was just a little bit slow after that. It seemed to take a toll. Maybe the season being what it is, just he got a little bit tired. But he and Polium uh, were doing some great pick and rolls. They took advantage of that early and in 20 minutes. He got those 14 points for the record. Jesus Christ, 20 minutes. Yeah, look at that statue right now. Dude stuffed the stat sheet. I think I'm most impressed by the fact that he actually made all of his free throws, six of six from free throws. We know Nathan Mensah has kind of struggled with his free throws recently, so teams try to go with that method of, you know, hacking the big guy, hacking the center. This time didn't really work out for UNLV because SDSU down the crunch time gets away from Mensah, and when he did get fouled, he would always make those those shots, which is really just huge, especially when you're going down to those final seconds of the game when it feels like an eternity. But talking about Mensah having that breakout game, I think this is exactly what he needed just before 
the Las Vegas tournament and and March Madness, of course, because he's been, you know, like what you said, Evan, he's been slowed down by the vertigo. There's been maybe an injury that we, no one's been talking about. It's just the fact that now he's finally shown that that like old Nathan Mensah self on the first half of the season, he's finally starting to like bring it back a little bit. He's starting to run it back a little bit. Yeah, completely agree. And so he did not have vertigo. AG had vertigo. That's Want right. to keep that clear. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I just want to not mix up things. Uh, but, I mean, you emphasize the six for six free throws. But there's, as a team, they went 22 and 26. And I don't think they've attempted 26 all season long. And they probably haven't made 22. They're usually shooting like UNLV did. UNLV was seven for nine of their uh, of their free throw attempts. That's the type of SDSU that I feel like was more present during the season. But hey, if they can get to the line, get their other players, get the opponents in foul trouble, and get the free shots, then do it by all means. Yeah, I mean, I got to agree. I mean, you got to get points whenever you can. And no matter how you get it, that's how you win ballgames. I know it's going to sound really stupid coming out of my mouth, but it's a fact. You get you take the points however you can get them. SDSU did a really good job of kind of limiting a lot of offense from UNLV's standpoint. Bench points for SDSU, they got 15 bench points in, as opposed to 12 only from UNLV. Second chance points, UNLV only had nine second chance points in compared to SDSU's 14. So again, San Diego State just doing everything right on the basketball court when the time comes, when, when it becomes necessary, and they're getting the job done, and that's why they're having such a great record right now. Yeah, and I think it needed to be done. They're in a good place to go into the Mountain West Conference Championship. Um, chance at winning it. Um, last season, I saw them lose to Utah State. I'm guessing that'll be the big threat again. Um, let's see here. I mean, yeah, SDSU already in the quarterfinals at number one overall. Looks like we're going to have Utah State at number two, Colorado State number three, Boise State number four, and Nevada number five for the Mountain West Basketball Championship, postseason championship for the determined who gets to go to March Madness. SDSU will be facing either Wyoming or San Jose State, and then the winner of that game goes on to face the winner of Boise State and Nevada, I mean, SDSU, they got the bye week. So I'm hoping that this turns out good for SDSU. This should work out pretty nicely for them, to be honest. And even if they don't get an automatic qualifier from winning this, they should most certainly get into the March Madness no matter what. Yeah, I agree. And I'm actually of a little bit of a different mindset. I think SDSU is best when they're playing consistently. I know they will have a lot of games in a short amount of time, so they will be very bogged down very quickly. But this, what, they're going to have a week-long break by the time they're finally playing, or even longer than that, right? If I'm... Um, I believe so, yes, because, um, oh, man, you're going to put me on the spot here because they play March 11th is their <laughs> next game. So, yeah, so... I feel like I don't have the exact numbers, but they've been a little bit slower 
a little bit more lethargic to start up this first game, get the engine revving again, you know. But um, we're going to be the top seed. I'm hoping that regardless, that'll be a game that they can win, even if they're not their best selves. And then once that engine's revving against the harder opponents, they will be ready and going full throttle in those games. And think about it. If SDSU continues to win all of these games, like say they make it all the way to the Mountain West Conference Championship and they win that game, say against maybe like Utah State or someone, where do you think that would put them at the AP rankings? Like, do you think this is enough to crack top 10 or just outside of it? You're ambitious with top 10. Oh, but you know, they could. It's one of those things. Oh, that's, that is ambitious. Um, I don't think they will crack the top 10, but maybe, maybe top 15. They stayed at 19, um, two weeks at 19. So pretty good. It's, it's so tough with the tournament play and how teams can judge that because you're playing a lot of games, rapid fire. Um, Dominic Stern, EVT writer, put out a phenomenal article on the entire bracketology, which will help, obviously, these AP rankings will likely determine where SCSU's place for the brackets. Um, the big thing is the lack of quad one success. In fact, the, the no wins in, against quad one teams. But when you think about it, there was uh, ASU and UCLA who should have been quad one games you know, or quad one teams. They were hyped up as big games, and both those teams kind of failed to live up to their expectations this season. So uh, it's, it's tough to say top 10. But if they win out, if they beat Utah, Utah's out of March Madness, by the way. Um, and Top 15, I'll give them. Okay, I just want to point something out. Really funny. I'm looking at the AP Top 25 rankings right now. I think someone messed up USD for SDSU because at others receiving votes, the 3-11 and 11 University of San Diego team got one vote for others receiving vote. And I think whoever that voter was, I don't know who that person was, I think they met the vote for San Diego State. So they kind of like, oops. Wrong team. That's uh, different colors, different mascot, totally different thing. Not sure where they're getting USD from on that. You know, I think I saw that in the show on Twitter. They've been out for blood trying to find that person, I think. Not not actual blood, but mean. they want to scream at the people for voting. You said the 3-11 record? Yes, 3-11, a <laughs> shining, shimmering 3-11 record, and that's, uh, they got another vote. That is they got amazing. one vote. I, I mean, wanna, hey. I want to talk to that writer. I genuinely want to know, like, was it a typo, or uh, did you just mess up, like, or do you actually think they should be in there? I mean, maybe it was just a typo. Maybe he just figured it was University of San Diego that was doing great, and he's like, oh, wait, and maybe, maybe like, some guy was getting coffee. He's like, hey, man, you know who San Diego State's supposed to vote for, right? He's like, yep, that's the, that's the mistake right there. That's the, that's the mistake. Made an oopsie. Someone made an oopsie. And now uh, he's going to get – he's going to remain anonymous so he doesn't get shunned. <laughs> I'm currently trying to find if the show has outed this writer. Um, but I know they tweeted today saying – Someone accidentally voted for USD again, just in case you thought these idiots 
were fit to do this job. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Oh, the show. They definitely cross the line a lot of times, but they are a funny group of people. The show does not care. The show will never care because it's the show, dude. But another thing, one more thing I want to talk about, something else I want to say about the Aztecs. No individual Mountain West Media Awards. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, not, no one got anything. Because Utah State, Nimaeus Keita, he was named Conference Player of the Year and Top Defender. Uh, Colorado State's Nico Medved, I probably botched that name, as Coach of the Year. And Grant Sherfield was Newcomer of the Year. So Matt Mitchell, despite some, uh, despite people uh, lobbying for him to be a uh, Player of the Year, did not get any consideration from him. But he did get first team all conference, though. That's, uh, that's something. It's, it's, it's good. I like that. Then what? Shackle got second team, I believe, and Mensa and Pulliam got honorable mentions. Pulliam getting an honorable mention is a whoa type of situation. But Okay. You know what? Um, he, he had a good season. He had a good season, so sure. Yeah. yeah, for Mitchell, I think he would have had a better case if he wasn't injured those few games. It's, it's not like those that injury slowed him down at all. But in this weird season where there's so many restrictions, missing a few games seems just a little bit more amplified. I know the basketball season was as full as possible, but it just no New Mexico games. The he missed what two games due to injury. It's yeah, it's tough. If he plays four more games at the rate he is playing, maybe he beats Kata. There's a good argument for him beating Kato. Yeah, I mean, he only got one vote for player of the year, and it was from the Union Tribune, so at least the hometown paper is supporting their hometown players. That's a shocker. (laughs) Did I just say that? Did I just – did I criticize Union Tribune? (laughs) No, 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 you didn't. It wasn't you at all. It was – They voted for Mitchell. They did a good job. Good job, you two. I need to now send this podcast by the editor to make sure I can put this on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than that, not really much else to say because SDSU is still looking strong, even if they didn't get a lot of consideration for individual awards, still looking strong coming into this next tournament and especially going into AP. Looking like it's going to be... At least in March Madness, looks like there's going to be a seventh seed, maybe? That's what it's looking like. Once again, I just want to throw people to Dominic Stern's Bracketology article. If you follow SDSU basketball, he breaks down everything. Even he breaks down the concept of, like, the quad one wins and how you can get quad one wins and why does that matter when determining these. So it's the best breakdown. My objective opinion, the best SDSU breakdown on bracketology. But yeah, number great. seven, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, number seven, but also Lunardi has been going against uh, potentially number two, Iowa, and uh, I'm not looking forward to facing Iowa. I hope San Jose doesn't have to face Iowa, but if we do to face them, bring it on. Let's yeah. go. Run oh, it. And I, I want to drop some fun facts on the people. 
I'm on the SCSU media list, and they start to give me all this information, more information than I could possibly process. But they, they dropped a fun fact on us, and I want to share it with the people. On this day that we're recording this, March 8th, SCSU has been ranked in the top 25 five times since 2011. So 2011, Kawhi's year, they were ranked number seven. Following year, they were ranked 2018, or not 2018, following year in 2012, they were ranked 18th. In 2014, they were ranked 10th. Then in 2020, ranked fifth last year, and then 19 this year. Well, a little dose of fun fact. Damn, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Just shows how great this San Diego State basketball team really is and shows that from Steve Fisher to Brian Dutcher, it's in good hands, in very good hands. And so you are you done with your comments on the basketball side? I believe I am, yes. Okay. So before we transition over to baseball, um, I need to give one last shout-out. We have Paul Garrison who's going to be at the Mount West Conference Championship in person reporting for us. Follow us at EBT underscore news. Follow him at, I forgot that I'm shouting him out, so let me pull up his, at um, Padre De Quarto. De, De Quattro? Padre De Quattro. That's, I'm going to have to talk to him about that username, but. Um, yes. Um, I'll, I'll spell it out for him right now. It's capital P, Padre, de cuatro, like the like Spanish word number four. It's cuatro. Come on. It's uh, Spanish, just number four, Spanish, cuatro, Padre de cuatro. That is his Twitter handle. Go follow Paul Garrison. He's going to be giving you all the San Diego State coverage you need and more at the Mount West Conference in Las Vegas. EVT News is going to be dropping you everything you need to know about highlights, about in-game highlights, Courtesy of my man, Mr. Anderson, right here on the Zoom call. So, again, East Village Times is your hub for San Diego State sports, or at least we try to be. We love you. <laughs> yeah, so moving on to baseball, I'm at, I was at the three games against Fresno State this weekend. Ooh. Uh, Ooh first conference games. A nice conference two and one start to conference play. Not too shabby. Not too shabby at all. Not too shabby at all. SDSU coming out of that with a 7-3 overall record. I mean, you can't complain about a good old-fashioned 700 winning percentage. Can't complain at all. And um, they, they got some solid players on this team. Yeah, one guy I want to talk about in particular, Evan. I want you to just – I want you to gush about this player because this dude's been getting a lot of hype right now in the Mountain West circles. Three times in a row, Mountain West Conference Player of the Week, Jaden Fine. Evan, talk to me about this guy. This kid's been going insane over the past three weeks. Oh, my goodness. When I'm at these games, he is built. He could be a linebacker type of build. He is so strong, amazing right fielder, it, but it's his bat. Um, his bat is on fire. Like, the fire department should be at these games with the hose ready for any given time he hits the ball because, oh, just an absolute explosion when the bat connects to the ball. I I have a lot of clips coming to the EVT News. I'm working on a miniature video project. I'm going to hope you guys like that. It should be up right around the time this podcast is going up, if all goes well. <laughs> um, 
But let me tell you about this guy. On the season, his batting average, 548. He's averaging, odds are he gets a hit when he has an at-bat. That's, that's insane. It gets better, though. On-base percentage, 556. It gets even better, though. <laughs> you know, stop. His slogging, 690. An OPS of 1.246. What? What? <laughs> if he puts up these stats in MLB, he's winning the MVP, no doubt about it. Unanimous votes. <laughs> votes coming in like crazy, coming in for Mr. Fine. And uh, looking at his box score, looking at all of the box scores so far, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Evan, am I correct in assuming he's got a 10-game hitting streak? Yes, you are very correct. Man's got 10 – man's got hits in all 10 games now. And in each of those games except for one, only one game against UC San Diego, on the 26th of February, he only had one hit. Every other game, he has had multiple hits. This and guy is seeing the ball like a watermelon when he's at the plate right now. And I think he is a symbol of how good the offense is because you would think with these stats, he's the number two hitter maybe. The power hasn't been as present. He hasn't been maybe the launch angle he needs. I don't, I don't know. That's, that's so nitpicky. I don't even want to touch that, actually. He's doing great. Don't change the thing. Um, he's the number five hitter on this team. He's not batting cleanup. He's not batting three with all these great hitting stats. He's the number five batter on this team. And all four batters ahead of him are pretty dang worthy to be where they are. <laughs> like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to highlight one other player who I, I know you were going to ask me about him, but I'm going to jump the gun on you because this oh, you're gets me excited. How, how dare you, sir? How dare you? Please jump the gun ahead of me. Please do it. I want to hear Wyatt this. Wyatt Hendry. That's the name. Um, he is their catcher. He was supposed to be drafted last year, but then the shortened season, he doesn't get drafted. So you know what he does? He comes back to SDSU, and he just decides to rake also. <laughs> um, so he's not as insane as fine, but he has he's batting 351 right now. This last series, uh, let's see, two hits, one hit, one hit. He has had a ton of walks, three walks in the series. He got hit by a pitch three times due to Ooh. a little tank back there. Um, he is receiving the ball better and better each game. You know, it doesn't go on the highlights when there's a pass ball and there's no runners on or anything. But even no runners on, he's getting in front of the ball. He's receiving it, so it's not even bouncing off of him. It's, he's just receiving wild pitches cleanly. And um, to the credit of the pitchers, the wild pitches are decreasing a lot also. So he's he will be drafted next uh, or this upcoming June draft, I guess. He deserves the spot. Um, great offensive player. I think Paul and I were calculating his on-base percentage. Unfortunately, I'm not on the right computer where I calculated it. But in this series, I think he had a 750 on-base percentage. He's basically got three quarters of every plate appearance. I'm sorry. Can you say that for me? one more time what that on-base percentage was yes i you heard it correct if you heard 
50 on base percentage. A 750 on base percentage? Yeah. Like, for real? That That is – how is this man not – been drafted yet for the MLB. MLB teams, please, AJ Preller, come down here. We got a catcher for you. You just traded literally all of your catchers <laughs> this past offseason. We have another catcher here at San Diego State. He's free to draft. <laughs> Do it. You got a homegrown talent right here. The story writes itself. Dude, if, if I see AJ Preller at a game, I'm dropping that information straight to you. But let me tell you, at these games, there are scouts like crazy and Believe it or not, they're not here for either of these two players that we've already mentioned. Do you want to go into the third player we're going to talk about? You want Let's to go into the third player. Sorry, what? Oh, okay. Let's go into the third player. Oh, wait. Sorry, I didn't hear you again. You cut out. Oh, my bad. I said, let's go into the third player. Who is this? Who's this mystery man we'd like to talk about? Troy Melton. Troy Melton. I believe I've talked briefly about him before, but he found his form. Um, I haven't even discussed the recaps of the game. We have to do that after this. But oh, yes, pitched, sir. He pitched the complete game the other day. Once again, I'm falling behind, so I'm pulling up the stats as we speak for this. So I'm going to say some words to delay that, which is making me go even slower with pulling this up. But uh, he found this form. His He is the number 79 prospect, college prospect, according to D1 Baseball. And, you know, his first two starts were a little bit shaky. But this game, Coach Martinez said, hey, there's a doubleheader on Saturday. You're going to pitch the second game. And Troy Mellon mapped out exactly what he's going to do against this offense, against the Fresno State offense, and he delivered beautifully. Pitched seven innings, which was a complete game. I'll talk about why it is a complete game in a moment. Only one walk, only allowed four hits, nine strikeouts, 94 pitches. That's super efficient for him. Brings his ERA down to a 3.31 on the season. Really good. good. Just looked dominant, and he looked comfortable for the first time. His previous games, he had given up four runs in each. Um, An error caused him to only have six earned runs on the season, though. But he looked dominant. His changeup, which has been the – pitch he's been trying to perfect has was honed in on my phone I probably have just highlight after highlight of him fooling batters it, it was beautiful <laughs> and and Jason do you mind if I keep talking and I go into the recaps of these games uh yeah let's go to the recap because I know San Diego State dropped the first match but then the second they kind of exploded a little bit. Just, just a little bit. Just a little bit of an explosion. So, Nothing so too first big. Game, they lost 3-2. They got five more hits to Fresno State, but they had two errors, which I think ends up being the costly ones. Let me just check the earned runs. Yeah, only one earned run given up in that game. That game did feature um, Kalena Sauer, who I am – once again, I just – this is such a talented team, and there's so many players that deserve hype. He's someone who I think is really underrated right now, a relief pitcher with one of the deadliest sweeping curves I've seen in my life. I'm being honest with that. I've gone to professional games. I've seen great curveballs. This is a sweeping curve with, I don't know his exact arm angle, but it's 
pretty low for a righty and that is deadly. Great job by him. He has 12 strikeouts on the year between nine innings pitched. Nope, nope. I just completely lied. Oh my goodness, I'm embarrassed. I was looking at the box score stats. He has pause for dramatic effect. 10 strikeouts in six innings. Even better. <laughs> I've just fallen over. What? I literally just fell over as I heard that. 10 strikeouts <laughs> in six innings. Yeah. Man's on this man's on a mission. This dude is I mean, on a mission right now. Who has the bat signal with AJ Preller? I'd also just love to meet AJ Preller. So if he's out of game, I'm gonna say hi. I'm just gonna socially distance wave and say hi. I met him. That's all. Telepathically communicate with him. I'm sure he's capable of it. But um I almost lost my phone this weekend. And you wanna know why? Uh why's that? Because I was so busy trying to give highlights of the second SDSU game in this doubleheader that my phone almost exploded in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> SDSU mercy ruled Fresno State in the second game. They were upset at their loss. Like I said, I think they, they easily could have won that first game. They were in that game competing, and they lost. They were mad. First inning, they put up three runs. No biggie. Second inning, they put up 11. Jesus. <laughs> 11? 11. <laughs> and they didn't stop I, there. <laughs> as in one more than 10? Yeah. Oh my the, God. On the box, score on the scoreboard, at Tony Wynn Stadium, second inning had a one at the end because they can't process double digits. <laughs> oh, my God. That – okay, well, look, I'm looking at the box score right now. I will, to their credit – to Fresno State, I'll defend Fresno State here. So only 11 of those runs were earned, though. There were four errors in this game made by Fresno State. But, of course, San Diego State, if, with the good baseball teams, they take advantage of these kind of things. Man, there was – yeah, you are so right to point that out. And that is fair to Fresno State. They still had 11 earned runs, which is a problem in and of itself. But <laughs> the Twitter thread on EBT that I was posting – I think I had a highlight where I said, Jaden Fine just got his second RBI single of the inning. <laughs> like, they took advantage of it. Um, but errors are a good point. Because errors are something that I have started to focus on as um, I'm covering SDSU's team. And I need to take a break from um, the batting barrage that, or the offensive barrage that that mm-hmm. have. By the way, they ended up getting three runs in the fifth inning again. Um, 17-0 game for that second game. Just might as well. Just like a little cherry on top of getting of absolute domination. Yeah. Just a little bit, little, a, a little sprinkling, if you would. Yeah, but the team as a whole, I said in this series, SDSU needs to limit the errors. And my one criticism is they fully didn't. Um, two errors in the first game, zero in the second, and then Another two, I believe, if I can see. Yeah, two errors in the last game. Last game, 12-7 victory. Really good. I talked to Jaden Fine after that game. I'm just going on a rant right now of everything that comes to my mind. <laughs> Go off, dude. Go off. The, the, the stage is yours. Jaden Fine, um, by the way, he went four for four in that game um, with two RBIs and a double. 
And oh yeah, I need to talk about that. I need to t- really discuss something. I am so hyper right now. <laughs> um, the errors were prevalent. I don't know the exact uh, runs versus earned runs in this game, but SDSU coming into the series had 16 unearned runs through their first seven games, and that's a big issue. That for sure contributed to their losses previously in the season. And it contributed to their loss uh, in this series. So 16 earned runs, as I just mentioned. Sorry to the folks I had to cut. My dog was freaking out for a moment, and I needed to help him out. Um, that's bad, and that, that's caused by the errors. But the one nice thing is about errors is they're on somewhat basic plays. So they can and will be fixed as the season goes on. These guys have played ball all their lives. Errors will happen on occasion, but there's just a lot happening right now. So it's a big issue. As the season goes on, I, I see them smoothing out to have a lot more zero error games. And that'll be great. But as I catch my breath for one second, um, there was some drama in this third game. There was some definite drama. There, there was an ejection. First, Ejection all series or all season. So let me let me try to get to the breakdown, the play by play, if I recall exactly it. Let me find it in my notes. I can't find it in my notes. Oh my goodness. Regardless, I know it because it was such a prominent thing. On the mound was Aaron Eden. For the Padres, for the Padres, for the Aztecs. <laughs> We're already getting ready for it. Oh my goodness, that's funny. Was it Eden? Yes. I, I'm second guessing myself. It was Eden. Let's say it's Eden. I'm sorry to um, Hanson or Brown if it was you guys pitching. I really am. But base is loaded. No outs. Fresno State. They're within striking distance at this time. In fact, I, I think it's maybe. It is a close game, whatever it was. I'm I'm blanking. It's irrelevant details. Bases loaded, liner right back to the pitcher. Snags it, throws it the first, turns two. Good. Then next batter up. Think he walks him to get a bases loaded, or maybe didn't didn't get a bases loaded, but regardless, K's the third out, strikes out the third guy, and he's pumped. He just got out of a jam. You had bases loaded, no outs, and you get away with it. And he's fired up. You know, all of SCSU's bench is like, heck yeah, heck yeah, all that stuff. And it oh, quickly, fired up. Yeah, it quickly got on the nerves. I don't know if any specific words were said, but it got on the nerves of Fresno State, and they started chattering back like, hey, you go sit down. You know, we almost got you. We're going to get you next time. But harsher words, um, words that are not appropriate in case we have any youngins listening. <laughs> Pleasantries were exchanged, clearly. Yeah, and so this chatter goes on, and – the ump warns both benches. He's like, guys, you know, you can have a little bit of competitive chatter here and there, but it's gone on too much. A warning to each side if you guys increase this conversation. And both sides, you know, were tiny little pitches here and there, but the stuff that always happens, nothing excessive until Jaden Fine is next at bat. And their pitcher puts one on Jaden Fine's number 22 on his back. Pitched right there. Um, hit by pitch, and naturally, uh, Coach Mark Martinez for the Aztecs got pretty mad. You know, his star players being thrown at, he thinks. 
And I actually hear this. I'm not sure if you can hear in the audio of the live stream, but he says, hey, that came straight from the dugout, straight from the dugout that order was from, implying that was on purpose. The coach told him to do it. And the two dugouts are maybe 20 yards away. So there are other coach hears that. And he's like, no, F you, you stop lying, you know, like, Go look at the tape, see if I try to get, give him a sign, all that stuff. You know, just really chipping back and forth. Then Fresno State's coach starts to have some curse words, and that's when home plate umpire says, you're done, you're out, get out of there. Um, that was intense. I'm surprised Coach Martinez also didn't get out there because technically he's the first to talk after Fine got hit. But he got out unscathed, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen on the baseball field. It's going to happen anywhere on the baseball field. And once you drop the curse words, it's almost a guarantee, like, get out of here. Yeah. For example, uh, Bumgarner Madison. It, it's the prime example of swear on the field, you're out of here. No, um, what's Bumgarner's fake name? Mason, uh, dang it, what is it? Mason Saunders. That's who gets ejected, not Madison Bumgarner. He's a great guy. Mason Saunders. He's the one who gets ejected. Yeah, he's (laughs) the guy who gets tossed. No, but it's just fun to be in that heated action. All these Aztecs are just so passionate about the game, so passionate about winning. And they're winning right now. They really are doing great. I mean, winning always helps with everything. SDSU back at number 23 in not the AP rankings, right? No, because I don't know if the AP has rankings for baseball, but uh, let me just quickly check. It was College Baseball Nation, I believe. Yeah, College Baseball Nation. Uh, They cover college baseball. They always go to the uh, World Series, College World Series. They got 15,000 followers, and this is what they do. I happened to see it today, and I said, you know what? That's good. I feel like they're a somewhat legitimate source in the college baseball uh, atmosphere, and they're ranking them pretty high. It's good. (laughs) I mean, we love to see it. We love to see the basketball team get some respect. We love to see the baseball team get some respect. STSU Sports kind of rolling on all cylinders right now. Not much to complain about, so – it's a good time to be an SDSU sports fan. That's all I'm going to say. Absolutely. Uh, well, I don't have anything else. You? So far, I don't believe I have anything else either, Mr. Anderson. Actually, last second. How's the weather like at 8.30 at night? <laughs> uh, it was cold today. Like, it was a little chilly. I almost got hit by a car when I was on my bike. So, uh, <laughs> that's fun. Uh, yeah, whoever's listening, when you're driving your cars, please look both ways to stop sign so you don't, um, and actually look when you're turning, because this lady was turning, I was in the bike lane, I was riding, and she didn't see me, I had to stop, I had to slam my bike, scream, I had to, like, yell, like, hey, watch out, and then I tipped over and fell, that was fun, so please look both ways when you're going, so you don't get hit with a lawsuit and pay for my call, my pay for a college student's student loans, or on the other hand, Lightly tap them and pay for Jason's. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Don't say, I don't want to get hit. I'm not getting hit by a car anytime soon. I don't want to get hit by a car. I'm wearing a helmet. I got to protect the dome. Smart man. But other than that, it's uh, a 
little chilly today. I had to bust out the sweatshirt, but it's honestly my favorite kind of weather. This is perfect exercise weather. So other than that, can't complain. That's awesome. It's great. Uh, you right, and I, so. a, a little PB to the future before we send off. You and I will actually be meeting up for the first time on Sunday. That's right. On Sunday, the two of us will be meeting together for the, oh boy, howdy. Uh, Mon- for the Sunday of on the 14th, we will be meeting up to cover the baseball game. Evan will be covering for East Village Times, and I will be covering for the Daily Aztecs. So it's going to be a little bit of a crossover episode on that one. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I look forward to meeting you. And uh... <sighs> should be a good time. And you know what's a good time? This podcast. It's always a good time talking on this podcast. I'm Jason Freund. I'm joined by Evan Anderson. Thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you have a very good time, and thank you for listening to the EVT SDSU podcast.